Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman. Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day is a negotiation. Rakeem Brooks. This is a common good that we are talking about. Amani wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles. That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now. All right, y'all. So let's talk about Sound of Freedom. And I'm just going to say, I I don't get it. When the uh, hubbub over this movie first started hitting the airwaves and the interwebs, at first I was a little bit leery because anytime there's like a political thing going on, like with people promoting the movie, I'm always a little bit leery. But when I learned more about it and learned that it was about a subject that I actually care a lot about, uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, especially child sex trafficking, I figured, you know, I I, want to see the movie. But even before I saw the movie, because I did see it uh, last week, You know, I just saw all this politicization going on about it. And with most issues, I can pick out what both sides are doing that I don't like. On this one, it just really seems that the left has really politicized this movie. And I don't understand why. I don't get all the fuss over it. I mean, they labeled it as a QAnon conspiracy movie, essentially. You had tons of op-eds coming out from left-wing outlets just railing against this movie. And it's like, it made me wonder if some of these people even saw it. I get that Jim Caviezel, the lead actor, has some wacky beliefs. And maybe the guy he played did, too. At the same time, when I saw the movie, that even perplex me more because I'm like, what was wrong with this? It was a good story. The movie was very well done. Soundtrack was great. Pacing was great. It's a heavy movie. It hits you hard because this is a serious issue, but it just seems like there's just this effort to just label it as some far right wing QAnon conspiracy theory movie, which the bottom line is that if I were to ask the average Democrat voter, if they had a problem with somebody making a movie about child sex trafficking, they would say no. 99.9% of everybody of whatever political affiliation you're about is against human sex trafficking or or child sex trafficking. So to me, it's like this is an issue that we can all agree on. And yet you still have people politicizing it. And I have my theories as to why this is happening, but I'll save those for for, uh, for a little bit later. But what do you think, Amani? Have you seen it or have you seen any of the fuss around it? I haven't seen the movie, but I do have an opinion on why there's fuss. And this was something I was going to touch on today. So I'm glad you brought this topic up. Um, I believe that the people criticizing the movie have not seen the movie. Okay. Um, I bet they haven't seen the movie. I bet they just saw somebody criticize the movie and decided to hop on the bandwagon and add their opinion and then turn it into a big spectacle that it is today. And that's a trend that I'm seeing on the left more and more these days is people not being super important informed about something, but feeling like they have to unite on certain issues that otherwise we may agree on, otherwise may have a level of nuance, but they feel like they are convicted to feel a certain way just because that's how people on their side are feeling about the issue. And that's something that's been personally frustrating me as a progressive, as somebody's on the left, because it doesn't seem like there's any room for nuance, disagreement, uh, or real conversation to get to a common ground to kind of understand where these conflicts are actually coming from. But yeah, very interesting that you bring that up because I guarantee most people have not seen it. You know what I think? I think that progressives are doing what conservatives do a lot of times and they're just reacting. So they see, oh, this movie came out. If the movie just came out just like regular and there was nobody promoting it, I think everybody would be fine with it. But they saw conservatives promoting it. The conservatives were pushing it and saying, everybody see this movie. The knee jerk reaction is conservatives are pushing it. There must be something wrong with it. And the conservative side does that to progressives too. This feels more like team sports to me than any real principled disagreement with the movie. What do you think, Rakeem? 
I honestly don't know enough about the controversy, so I'm going to back it out just a little bit and ask some questions if that's okay. Um, sure. Is is the crux of the complaint to the whether or not people have watched the movie? It seemed to me as I was reading what you sent and a few other things that the crux of the complaint is that imagined or real, this movie is now being used as propaganda among QAnon communities. And so we get back to that age old question of what's the responsibility of the artist to the broader um, public. And it actually reminded me, and I, I will say this threw up a red flag for my little liberal heart. I loved Mel Gibson growing up. And then he had the whole Nazi thing and you were like, all right, well, here we go. But remember when he released the passion of the Christ and the anti-defamation league and so forth, like lost it. Right. Yep. Because the story he told was that the Jews were responsible for the killing of Christ. And factually, I won't get into it, but you know, <laughs> Jew, Jews and Pontius Pilate conspired to kill. There's Christ some history him. here. Yeah, yeah, there's some history exactly. to that. Okay, but whether whatever that means, it is certainly the case that anti-Semitism relies on the relied in heavy parts throughout the Middle Ages and and in, in um, Europe on the idea that the Jews are responsible for murdering murdering Christ. And that made them an exiled people, among other things that, you know, um, everybody hates their banker, that whatever. Right. Other things that, they, <laughs> that people came up with as ways of, of vilifying the Jews. So when that movie came out, I remember distinctly talking with Jewish friends of mine who said, like, this is terrible for exactly this reason, because folks are going to use this movie in the way that it's been used in the past. Is that the. Is that the well, nub of the concern or is it something else? Am I missing it? So, so the point of contention, I'm not seeing people argue that it's being used by people who are with QAnon or people on the far right who want to call everybody groomers, although that could be it could be used that way. I, I mean, you can use a lot of movies that way, but it could be used that way. The point is that they, they were contending that this movie promotes QAnon conspiracy theories or right wing conspiracy theories. They always accuse people on the right of being obsessed with pedophilia and whatever. And, and I get there's some criticisms there. I, I, I think most 90 percent of them are bunk, but I can take the 10 percent or whatever. But that, that's the point that they're making, that it's that that it was basically promoting QAnon ideas, which is weird because the, the film was made in 2018. That was a little bit before QAnon really hit its stride. So it, there it was it was, honestly, it was made their, in their, the their criticisms were very okay. disjointed to me. They, they, they weren't very good substantive arguments. So that, that's it's a hard question to answer. Uh, go ahead, Andrew. No, I was just gonna say, I, I, you know, I didn't realize that it had gotten ma- it was made for five years ago and then just basically released more recently. That's that's really interesting. Um, because yeah, it obviously predates the QAnon movement and at least a lot of that. Um, I'm, I'm with Amani. I, I have also have not seen it and I'm, I'm reluctant to see it. I know an awful lot about human trafficking, but I, mm-hmm. I wish I didn't have to know. I wish I didn't know as much as I do. It's a horrendous subject, whether you're talking about adults or labor related or sex related, or, I mean, the whole thing is just the ugliest side of humanity period that, you know, there's no, there's no other aspect to it. It's awful. And I've, fear that watching the movie isn't going to give me an answer. It's just going to make me more aware of a gruesome, horrendous truth that I, I don't really want to think about all the time because I don't feel powerful enough to do anything about it. I hear it's fantastic. And I'm with you, Imani, in the sense that I, I suspect that people who are critical of it are just haven't seen it. And much like you were saying, Jeff, that, you know, people on the right sometimes react to a, uh, allegedly or re- in reality, a liberal production as being something that they don't want to see because it's made by those people over there, which is 
I mean, equally awful, right? We got to be willing to indulge in the stuff that comes from other people. I, I remember the not not the um, uh, uh, last temptation, not the Passion of the Christ, but the Last Temptation of Christ. Mm. And that came out, you know, the Nikos Kosanzakis book that got made into a movie so long ago that all of the conservative Christians protested the movie and they'd never seen it. And they were all up in arms about this movie that supposedly challenged the gospel. And I remember watching the movie, having been raised in a, you know, relatively liberal Christian household. I watched the movie and I thought, this is an amazing reaffirmation of everything that Christians are supposed to believe if you understand it properly. And so the basic problem is you haven't seen the thing. You haven't watched the art. You haven't listened to the music. You haven't read the book. We see this with book banning all the time, right? Nobody's read the book. They just know they're supposed to be against that book. And when you actually read it with an open mind, you think, well, I can see why this part's troublesome, but man, as an overall piece, this is actually pretty powerful. So I, I I think that's part of it, too, that it's just people who haven't seen it reacting out of their bias and the feel felt need to be on the team that's saying these things. You know, and w- one thing that I noticed was at least some of the complaints, because I do agree with the money. I think most of them probably haven't seen it. Some of them have, though, and some of them were actually honest enough to admit, you know, the movie itself doesn't promote any conspiracy theories or, or what have you. Right. It, it's based on a true story. I mean, they take some artistic license here and there, just like all movies that are based on a true story do. But their main point of contention, they, they don't want to focus on the content of the movie. They focus on the fact that, you know, Jim Caviezel has espoused some weird con- conspiracy theories. I think he's talked about adrenochrome, that whole thing, um, you know, and, and, and you know, the p- person that he played may or I, I haven't looked into this part, but may or may not have expressed some other QAnon adjacent views. So then my question is. What is the reason why sometimes we're unable to separate the art from the artist? Like, I don't care what Jim Caviezel thinks about adrenochrome or whatever. We can debunk that using the, 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 the battlefield of ideas. The movie itself, the product, is good for exposing what's happening. And you are right, Andrew. There isn't that much of a call to action. I think it was made primarily to make more people aware because a lot of people don't really understand what human trafficking is. But why would they focus so why would somebody focus so much? on Jim Caviezel's beliefs rather than just the movie itself. It seems to me that you can take those things separately. I think people are in a time right now where they just have much less tolerance than they used to. Like people are not realizing that life does not exist in a vacuum. Like we've all gone into our little eco chambers and we are all just used to seeing people who affirm our every belief, our every value 24 seven. And we have to remember that there's going to be things that you have in common with people that you don't like. And unless it's something like I have my hard lines, like if you are, you know, an abuser or something crazy like that, unfortunately I can't separate it. Like I don't entertain things like that. But if we just disagree or disagree on certain things, if it's not life altering, if nobody is at risk with their life or anything like that, then I'm willing to entertain it or listen or hear your thoughts. And I think that's where we need to get back to in a place in society where guess what? There's going to be somebody who I don't agree with politically, but we probably meet up somewhere. We both like to drink whiskey. He likes dogs and cats. I like dogs and cats. Like there's things that you can, we have common ground with people that we disagree with and we need to stop figuring out every little thing that we don't have in common and kind of lean more into the few things that we, like you said, that we can all agree on that this movie is shedding light on something that is horrendous. We all can agree on that. So let's amplify that message. Let's put our minds together on both sides of the aisle to figure out a call to action, to stop some of this stuff from happening. Instead of thinking about how we disagree politically, we voted for different people because there are things that we can get done in society that we need partnership 
across the aisles to do. So let's find those commonalities and lean into them instead of trying to find more ways that we can be separate from each other. The one thing that I saw, I've read an article about this that I thought was particularly weird. The criticism, one of them, of the movie is there are elements of it that are exaggerated, dramatized, unrealistic. You know, um, maybe they've, you know, morphed several stories into one story. And I thought, well, that's every movie. (laughs) I mean, that's any (laughs) movie that has those magical words based on a true story, uh, even ones that, you know, win Oscar awards. You go read the comparison to the facts and it's always disappointing because I always feel like if a movie is going to be based on a real story, make the movie on the real story. But no, we always kind of meld things together and make them more dramatic. Um, but that's every movie does that. So I don't know why that would uniquely be in this case an objection. It, it just I, I'm with you, uh, uh, Jeff. It seems weird, the opposition. But then again, I thought it was weird that a movie about uh, child sex trafficking would be so over the top promoted by sort of my circle, you know, because I see it from all of my people and have almost no comment promoting it from what I think of as the other side. That seemed weird from the start anyway. I was going to throw one more thing into the mix on this, which is I'm wondering to what extent people are reacting. We as a society are broadly reacting to the notion that bad ideas spread more quickly than we ever imagined that they could. Whatever your bad idea is, right? If it's critical race theory or if it's QAnon conspiracies, that folks are in a position now where they do not believe that we are free, independent thinking human beings who can decipher and make the kinds of distinctions that Amani is talking about. And so as a consequence, every idea is an ever larger threat than what we grew up to believe, right? When it had to be the case in order to spread the noxious ideas of the John Birch Society, you had to like mimeograph it and then put a postage stamp on it and write like, know the addresses of the people you wanted to send it to to spread the insanity. And then maybe it had a you know 5% pickup rate with that kind of distribution. Now, it might have the exact same pickup rate or a much lower pickup rate, but now you've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people buying into an idea so that we all are now in a place where we are uh, policing freedom of speech writ large out of the fear that we can no longer trust human beings to hear ideas and be able to decipher whether or not that idea is in fact true Uh, is in fact demeaning of certain people, would ignite violence um, or at least discrimination or something else that's awful. I wonder if that's where it's ultimately coming from. Hey, you just gave me something to chew on there, Rakim, because really what you're saying is fear is the 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 basis of this. People are afraid that because of the, the the wide dissemination of ideas that we have today, that people won't be able to think critically and they'll buy into whatever dangerous idea is out there. Meanwhile, what they're doing is actually creating an environment where fear causes us to not think critically and to immediately dismiss something just because maybe the bad guys like it or somebody on the other team doesn't like it. And I think that's a part of the problem too, seeing people who disagree with you as bad guys. What do you guys think? You're preaching, Jeff. (laughs) Yes. It's like, and this is just my personal frustration. I told y'all I'm going to touch on this briefly, but I'm going to go into too much detail because I'm not trying to get canceled today. Um, But I did just come from Netroots and we had a situation where, again, this is Netroots. Everybody here is progressive. Quite literally, all of us. There is not one Republican in this entire (laughs) building. Yet you had people quite literally protesting people at Netroots. 
That blows me because what are you doing? You found the 2% issue that somebody disagrees with you on. And instead of taking yourself down to CPAC and protesting, you're going <laughs> to protest at Netroots Nation, the biggest progressive convention in the country. It doesn't make sense. And, and that's what I'm saying. We're getting fear is so big because I talk to a lot of people on the side about their opinions on the protest. Like, how did y'all feel about that? Because to me, it was awkward. What do y'all think? Everybody thinks it's awkward, but nobody's going to say it's awkward because what? They are scared that if they are if they communicate that to their own side, they're going to be kicked out. They're going to be protesting. Mm. We created a community of just fear. And that's why, like you're saying, Rakeem, people are scared um, of these ideas because you can't express how you really feel. You can't provide nuance because there's such an attack mentality going on in all of these different political sides. And it just kind of puts us all in an arena where you either don't speak on the issue because you don't want to provide your opinion or you just feel like you have to, like all the people who are tweeting about the movie, you have to go along with what your side thinks because nuance doesn't exist. If you agree with one person on 1% of an issue that deviates from the norm of your side, then you're kicked out and that's it. So yeah, you, you preaching Jeff. You know, yeah, it's, I it's mean, interesting what you were what you were talking about, Imani, with the not being willing to stand up to the extremists, the weirdos, the radicals for fear of being called like on our side, they call you a rhino. If if you don't if you don't call out the nutters for being nutters, then somehow you're not really devoted to the cause. I'm like, I'm super devoted. What's wrong with you? Super devoted. You know, that's that's definitely not the case. You know, it's funny. I mean, because they have the, the same thing in the libertarian movement. You know, you're not a real libertarian. And it's funny. I, like I called some stuff out today and surprisingly, I didn't get a whole lot of pushback. I mean, I have found that in the liberty movement so far, that stuff doesn't exist as much, but it's still there. And I'm worried about it getting even stronger. I mean, you, like you said, Imani, you like we agree on 98% of things. Why are we focusing on the 2%? I, that's what I've been saying to the libertarian movement as well. But I think that this movie, Sound of Freedom, which is a good movie, I, I would recommend it. It's heavy. It'll hit you hard. I, I won't pull any punches. I would recommend seeing it, though, because I think it's an, it's an important topic. And, you know, these divisions only serve to pull us away from what's truly important. And that's safeguarding children, safeguarding Americans, protecting our rights. We all deserve to have our rights protected, but when we're a bit too busy playing team sports, team red, blue, and yellow, we can easily lose sight of that. If you would like to be a part of the debate, email us. The debate at newsweek.com.